Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating Flat Earth versus Globe Earth, and we are starting right now with our Globe Earth presentation from MC Tune on the left side of your screen. Thanks so much for being here, MC Tune. The floor is all yours. All right. Thank you very much, James. Well, I have a screen to share. I uh, just hit that right now so you can do what you do with that so people can see it. Um, on a flat surface, a triangle has 180 degrees. On a surface that is spherical, a triangle has more than 180 degrees. It must have more than 180 degrees. If you're looking right here on Wolfram.com, uh, has some description about a spherical triangle. Uh, the amount of the triangle in degrees that's over 180 degrees is called the spherical excess. So if we were to measure a triangle, on the shape of the earth and find that it's more than 180 degrees, that would point very strongly to the earth being spherical rather than uh, being flat. Now you would want to repeat that over and over and over again to make sure that they're all equally spherical instead of some sort of a, a lumpy sphericalness. Now this does not get affected by topography or elevation changes. It is uh, outside of that. Um, when you do, because you're only measuring horizontal angles. So if it's up or down, it doesn't matter. It, it is out of there. So these things have been done. I have on my website at mc2.net slash se a whole bunch of information about spherical excess, including at the bottom here, five different very detailed surveys where the in individual Spherical excess measurements are included in them. You can download every one of them, have them have a look at them for yourself. The critical thing is that these surveys were very successful surveys. They, they were used to measure different things. And uh, for example, the size of the United States. It is the official United States government uh, information about the size of the states. If they were wrong, people would know because it would get drastically wrong. So I'll show you, this is one called the principal arc of the meridian of the parallel of the oblique arcs. It's, it's a big fancy name, but here is a, an example of one of the pages in the book where it shows all these different triangles that they measured. And here is the actual raw data. If you look here at uh, any one of these particular triangles, number one, we'll just start right there. If you look over in that column to the right that I've highlighted in blue, you can see the column that says spherical excess. And that particular triangle has an excess of 57 arc minutes, uh, sorry, seconds, arc seconds, 57 arc seconds, which is just under one arc minute, which is about 1 60th of a degree over 180 degrees. Now these particular measurements are accurate to three digits behind the decimal point on uh, arc seconds. So they're extremely precise measurements. 
the, the margin of error of all of these is the same. And you can see over and over and over again, these, these triangles all have a spherical excess. Now, is the spherical excess changing? So like maybe it's not spherical, but instead it's somehow an ob, you know, goofy shape. It's all lumpy and stuff like that. Um, we can then take the, the, the trig and we can do some trig on that, right? So if you see right here, solving for R, I did, I did a little bit of math. I'm not going to get into it. It's all laid out on, on my website here, mc2.net slash SE, including a mathematical proof by the good Dr. Clive Wells. If you want to look at that, there you go. A little, little taste of some of the math proof he did there. You can take this formula, you can plug it in to a, uh, plug in the sides of the triangle and the angles of the triangle into this spherical trigonometric function and find out the radius of the object that it's sitting on. I've done that for bunches of these different uh, measured triangles and put them all into this spreadsheet that you can look at and download. You can analyze it yourself. And we've found that the radius of all these is very much in line with each other. In fact, when you take all the averages of these, you get 6,375 kilometers for the radius of the earth. This is not an assumption. This is not the number that this particular survey uh, claimed. This is purely by analyzing the measured triangles that they did in this particular survey. That confirms the shape of the thing we live on is a sphere. And there you go. Thank you very much, MC Toon, for that opening statement. And want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we want to let you know, we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, whether you be a globe earth proponent flat earth proponent you name it we're thrilled to have you here and so we will kick it over to ryan for his opening statement ryan thanks so much for being here with us it's a true pleasure to have you the floor is all yours thanks james and mc appreciate you guys having me uh it was last minute uh so we're gonna uh do our best or at least i'll do my best this is my first time for anybody watching it's my first time doing a youtube anything uh so bear with me um when it comes to the research I've been doing for the past five years or so, um, I've found it's best to use the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. Um, when it comes to looking at observable phenomenon, observable, measurable distances, heights, uh, elevations, uh, you know, basically it comes down to, for me, things that uh, are, are Globe killers for me are we see too far, uh, water doesn't curve, um, ships don't disappear over the horizon, you know, the, the same old things, uh, you know, and I hate to call them the same old things, but the truth is uh, when they keep coming around it, they keep coming around for a reason. It's because they're simple, they're testable, they're observable, they're repeatable, um, and they're, you know, at some point, you know, I guess they're still disputable because we're all here tonight. <laughs> Um, but you know, as, as, you know, I don't call myself a flat earther so much as I prefer the term globe skeptic. I, I don't profess to have a model of anything. I am questioning the model I was presented. Uh, and so, um, as far as, you know, a lot of lots, I've heard many people make demands for models. Um, 
as I've examined the globe model, there are so many different versions of it, uh, projections, topographies, uh, depends on if you're looking for distance this way or um, uh, country size on this map or distances on that map. Uh, there isn't one consistent model that uh, uh, demonstrates any of the, the claims of globe math. Uh, so when it comes to math, again, I kind of fall back on the, the Tesla quote, which I'm going to butcher, I'm sure, which uh, basically says that uh, these days, science and math has gone so far down its own rabbit hole that we just build equation upon equation upon equation until we get lost in the meaning of it and has no relevance to physical reality anymore. Um, so I'm not often swayed by uh, uh, fancy math without uh, photo photographic evidence or backup. Um, I Things that I focus on are, uh, like I said, long-term distances, uh, ships over the horizon. Uh, one of the things that is my personal favorite is, of course, long-distance viewing over, over flat water, over flat bodies of water. Uh, there's laser test after laser test. Uh, the Nat Geo experiment that they did with everyone was a complete farce. Um, and even then, they still lacked the fail-to-show curvature. Um, so really, I don't know. This is a terrible opening statement. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be presenting an idea or just, uh, asking questions. I'm not really sure what you're looking for me, uh, as far as the debate. I haven't done a debate since eighth grade high school. Uh, so I, you know, forgive me for completely screwing up the format here, uh, with apologies to MC as well. Um, so... Uh, I don't know. I guess that's all I have. You got it. Thank you very much, Ryan. And with that, we'll jump into open conversation. Want to let you know a couple of things. Folks, we are absolutely thrilled that Modern Day Debate is available on podcast, as you see on the far right side of your screen. And also, folks, our guests are linked in the description, whether you're listening via YouTube or if you happen to be listening via the Modern Day Debate podcast, we also put our guest links in the description box there as well. Ryan doesn't currently have a channel, so there is no link for Ryan at the moment. However, MC Tune is linked in the description box. And as I mentioned, that's for both. Pardon my audio, folks, a little bit wonky today, but that's for both YouTube and on the Modern Day Debate podcast. With that, gentlemen, thanks so much. The floor is all yours for open dialogue. Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> you, uh, I, I took notes, but you didn't, you didn't, you made a few claims, but didn't have any support for it. So, uh, how about uh, you said you see too far? Could you pull up a see too far example? On my computer or just out of S somewhere, somehow, sure, if, I mean, if go you're going to say go to we basics. see too far. Sure. Like the basic Chicago skyline from 58 miles away on a clear day with appropriate yeah, so, humidity. So, I, I need to see the, the, the latitude, longitude of, of where the picture was taken, as well as the elevation. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you not familiar with the Chicago skyline picture I'm talking about? I am. I've done, I've done the math. It's no problem with the math. So Really? Yeah. I don't think miles. you've... My guess is you've not done the math. Oh, I've done the math. Uh, like I said, I'm just... Uh, I don't have a lot of stuff with me, so I'm just shooting from pure memory. Um, so... Elevation. So how, about, how about this? How about how about 
Um, we get the distance. I'll give you the predicted globe amount of, of uh, obstruction of the, of the bottom, and you give the predicted flat earth obstruction of the bottom, and then we'll compare to see which is more accurate. For example, go ahead with an example of what you mean. So, so if you say it's at a certain distance, uh, then I'll take that distance to the elevation and put it into the globe math, the correct globe um, calculations. And you do the same for flat earth. You say, well, according to flat earth, this, a certain amount of the bottom of something should be obstructed. And then we'll compare to see which one is closer to the amount of obstruction. Well, I think obstruction is a moot point because it happens on a flat model and a globe model. So, well, yeah. So, so you, yeah. It's, hold you on just, one sec. Just, just to be sure that he got to finish that point, uh, okay. MC Tune. No, that was that uh, that kind of falls into the category as far as obstruction over distance goes. That falls into the basket of works on both models. Well, yeah. Uh, that that would be that'd be exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, if it if it works, then you tell us how you how you know plug it into the flat Earth bottom-up obstruction calculator to well, find guess, out how much, according to the flat earth model that you said, how much of it should be obstructed. And I'll do the same for the globe and then we can compare. Well, again, I don't want to lean on globe earth model term. Um, the point that obstruction happens, whether you're on a curved surface or a flat surface, uh, to me makes, makes it so, or how do I want to put this? Like, if the globe model is true, then there shouldn't be any reasonable objection to disproving claims of it, such as ships on the horizon, distance over flat water over long distances. If the globe model says that it should definitely happen at, you know, eight inches per mile squared. No, it doesn't. Plus That's elevation. Wrong, wrong math. Um, That's fine. Absolutely then, wrong math whether the math is wrong or not, if you can do that same experiment using any other method, then it doesn't matter how far you can see on a flat world by having two different ways to see that far or prove those distances, then it makes the surface uh, irrelevant because if it's, if it can be done on a flat model or a flat experiment, as well as on a curved experiment, Yes. And the curved experiment isn't the only guy in the room, and he has to be the only one in the room that can do his trick. If anyone else can repeat his trick, then he's not the only guy, so it's not the only show in town. Does that make so sense? It, it seems to me that you do not want to provide a mechanism to, to predict or somehow describe the amount that should be hidden uh, over a flat surface. It should be pretty easy. You should just be able to say, oh, here's, our, here's how we know how much should be hidden from 58 miles on flat earth why should we know that my i guess my question is the globe is the one that says we should be able to see so far or not to be able to see so far well so flat earth says we should far as i know since there's nothing obstructing it and a flat something above a flat surface can't obstruct something above a flat surface according to all the physics i know but you you have you may disagree so then you could provide the physics in the in the way to predict the amount hidden over flat surface, then we can just compare, right? There's two models. We have two hypotheses. Let's test both. But we don't have two models. We have a globe model that claims to be a model, and I am a globe step skeptic challenging that model. Oh, and so, so if I don't see measurements happening to someone else, someone else might have four different ways to measure distance, but the globe should be the only one able to do it. And if anyone else can repeat yeah, the trick I've without never, using all, I've never seen it not happen. So all you need to do is just find 
the example that you think is the one that well, disproves no, the globe, and then we'll do it. We'll, we'll if test there was it. One right example now. that disproved the globe, the debate would be over. You, I know. You've, there's never been one, and and so that's why the debate is <laughs> silly, right? But but if if you could just provide one where you think we can see too far, we can test it right now. Um, well, I don't I don't have the ability to share screens. I could hold up like memes on my phone, but that doesn't seem productive. Uh, I'm trying. That's why I'm trying to use examples that if anyone who's been involved in this debate for any length of time is familiar with standard examples that are used by both sides. That's why I was going to the Chicago skyline. I mean, the, uh, so for example, long distance record, uh, photographs that are taken even from mountaintops, we're seeing three, 400, 500 miles, uh, when we shouldn't be able to see anything, we're seeing things that should be again. No, no. It seems to me that you've never actually done the math because you said eight inches per mile squared minus the elevation, which is absolutely the wrong way to do it. Well, if I said minus the elevation, I was just misspeaking out of nerves. Okay. But so how how do you think eight inches per mile squared? How, how do you think is the correct way to use to predict the amount hidden on the globe? Well, the the formula that the globe provides is eight inches per mile squared. Wrong. Uh, no. That's not my claim. So that's, don't straw man me. That's not that's, my claim. That's not my claim either. The, the okay. I'll, I'll tell you my Google, claim. How, how about I'll, I'll tell you how to calculate the amount hidden on the globe. You tell me, you can't tell me the amount hidden on over a flat surface. So you, you lose coming out right away. But I'll tell you the correct well, way to predict the amount hidden. Tell me the, the claims of the globe. Because that's the... Well, yeah, but you're coming with the wrong one. I'm telling you it's the wrong one, and you're telling me that I'm not right about my own model. Okay. Okay. So eight inches per mile squared isn't a thing? That is the wrong way to predict the amount hidden. Let me guess. Is there refraction involved? In uh, there's in always refraction involved, especially over uh, low well, elevation. Well, uh, refraction is an assumed uh, effect anyways. There is no... Uh, Definite oh, refraction. It's always sorry. standard refraction. slash refraction has many, many measured empirical uh, empirical measurements of the effects of refraction over low elevation. Of course, refraction has effects over low elevation, but it's also affected by humidity, time of day, time of year, temperature of the air. Sure. So, so you'd want to get all of those things for Which sure. By, so, to use a formula, if it involves standard refraction. I, I don't use standard refraction. So I will I will put into the chat for you to see as well as everybody else to see the, the correct formula to calculate the amount hidden. There it is. It's uh <clears throat> it's not eight inches per mile squared because eight inches per mile squared has no way of including the observer height. The observer height is absolutely necessary to know how much is hidden. So there it is. It's uh, R H equals R over cosine. I'm not going to go over the whole thing there. It's in the chat. So mm -hmm. that's the correct way to do it. Assuming zero refraction, then you plug in the, the previously measured radius of the Earth, which I already presented, the measurements of the radius of the Earth. Again, now, the radius if, of the measurement. I'm sorry, go ahead. The, the, like I, I, I already presented the, the measurements of the radius of the Earth that 
that we can, I mean, if you want, we can address that later. But um, then if you know the refraction, like for example, if you measured the lapse rate, then, then you can, then you know it and you can, you can get the, the effects of the refraction and you can include that in the formula. If you don't know the amount of refraction, then you can only guess based on, on, on the conditions and you're gonna get a range and your margin of error is gonna be big, but you can do that and have a range, right? So since the, the Josh Nowicki photograph of the Chicago skyline doesn't have any measured uh, lapse rate, we don't know the actual coefficient of refraction. So we only can guess and we can look at mc2.net slash refraction to look at some of the other things that have been measured, look at the same conditions, time of day and uh, temperature of water, temperature of air, and you can get a range. Now, when you do that, all of the Joshua Nowicki photographs completely match. What never matches though for flat earth is that, that you don't see Lakeshore Drive. What's that, blocking? I'm What's not blocking? sure what Lakeshore Drive is. I've, it's the drive that goes right along the, the lake uh, all so the way across it, the Chicago skyline. So from 58 miles away for that to work, you want to be able to see the pebbles on the pavement at ground level. No, um, you should see for flat earth because there's nothing obstructing it. And no flat earther has ever presented an actual physics explanation for why something would be obstructed when there's nothing in the way. Um, you should see, on. you should see Lakeshore Drive right there. It's not on the beach. With, with angular, angular, blah, 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 angular reduction taken into account from 58 miles away, you should be able to see the, the ground. Lakeshore Drive. You should, you should see, yeah, well, they're taken at it's night, reasonable. so you should see, you should see the lights from the cars, the headlights from the cars, and the street lights that go along there, and the bottoms Why? of the floors of all the buildings there. Since uh, there's, there's no obstruction, there's nothing in the way. They're claiming that there's no obstruction. For flat earth, there would be nothing in the way. Right. No, if you, just, you said disappear from the bottom up, no matter what. Well, well, then why? Why does that happen if there's nothing in the way? Because that's how angular resolution works. Our oh, well, go ahead. Pre on present, resolution. present how that works. Uh, the only thing I could present is the basic intro to art courses I took in high school. So this is physics, not art. This is it's, physics, not art. Well, it's still basic perspective. Everything comes to a focal point along the horizon. Yeah, but and art so, in, in art, you don't draw things that are too small to see. But in reality, it's still there. If there's light emanating from it, you still see it with your eye. So if there's so, light. The human eye can only resolve to 0 0.02 degrees. Resolve detail, but the light is still there. It doesn't make it invisible. It makes that the detail is not resolvable. That's resolution. You said resolve. That's correct. Yeah. You can't resolve the detail if it's too small. But if there's light coming from it, you still see the light. If it's too small, you see a point light, but you still see light. It doesn't disappear. But you're assuming that you can see infinite distance on a flat surface and things. No, no, no. no. I'm assuming that you can you can see 58 miles, not infinite. 58 miles. If you can see the skyscraper, the top of the skyscraper, yeah. which is farther away from you. Exactly. Then, then the bottom of the skyscraper, mm -hmm. then you should absolutely see the bottom of the skyscraper because yeah. there's nothing blocking your view. 
there is things blocking your view. The, the perspective is blocking your view. Perspective when I go to doesn't block you. Hold on. Let, just a, we might have to break it into three-minute intervals just to keep it controlled. Uh, we'll let it keep going because it's not too bad, but just got to let you guys know just to hear right, from well, both of you. Yeah, pre- okay, present so, the physics for how perspective makes things disappear. For example, if I go to Home Depot and set up a stack of four bricks at the opposite end of the building, walk all the way across, what, 400 yards away, if that, 100 yards away, and drop my camera all the way to ground level, the bottom bricks on that stack will disappear from view. Doesn't in, You can zoom in. Well, and we'll present the, this. Go ahead. Hmm? I, don't, I don't believe you. Um, well, like I said, I don't, <laughs> I don't have okay. anything. So to then don't, don't make claims that you can't support. How about that? Hmm? Okay. All right. That's fine. I'm just trying to use common sense uh, because common sense are... says nothing's in the way, nothing will be obstructed. That's common sense. Common sense says that things disappear from the bottom up, no matter what. You can do no. it on a tabletop. No. You can do it in your driveway. <laughs> you can do it at Home Depot. You can do it across a lake. You can do it down a highway. You can do it down a train track. Common sense doesn't say that at all. Well, there's nothing in the way. The term common sense isn't as common or sensible. You see, there's days. there's nothing in the way. So so there's no physics to support your claim at all. Because there are plenty of things if, in the way. If there's nothing. Miles, you keep saying there's nothing in the way. One sec. I want to give. We'll give. Uh, let's give Mick Toon, MC okay. Toon. Sorry, two okay. minutes, MC Toon, and then yeah. we'll kick it back over to Rand for yeah. two minutes. If if there's nothing in the way, there's nothing in the way to block it. So on the bottom, the the all the way across the shoreline. Of, of Chicago, uh, you can't see on any of the Joshua Nowicki photos, you don't see the bottoms, you don't see Lakeshore Drive, yet there's nothing in the way. Why there's nothing blocking it. There's nothing blocking it, right? If this is if this is your hypothesized flat water and you've got something over here and you're you're up here on on a on a sand dune 50 feet, 80 feet up, there's nothing between here and the camera to to stop you from seeing what's there. Okay, we're not talking about 50 feet up on a sand dune. We're talking at sea level, at ground level, camera height, observer height, six feet or so. That wasn't Josh um, Manuki. Do, do you have a different I'll give uh, you, photographer? I'll give you another that? 60 seconds, Ryan, and then we'll kick it back over to MC Toon. For, that first one by MC Toon is about a minute and a half, so we'll do mi- minute and a half intervals. So you got about... Fair enough. Um, so I guess... You keep saying that there's nothing in the way, but we're not. You're not taking into account any kind of atmospheric lensing, atmospheric density, um, well, anything I'll like that. Present the physics. One sec, just to just to give him the same one minute and a half right. that uh, we gave you, Mister Tune. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to be presenting physics tonight because I just came to have a regular debate using common sense uh, because that's how easy it is to dismantle the globe. Uh, it's. It's common sense. It's so obvious and easy to see that once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so there's no amount of physics uh, that you're going to throw at me that's going to say, you know, oh, he converted me in, in an hour. He converted me back to the globe. The problem is, is that I already was a globe earther. I grew up believing that and, and thinking that. So I've already gone and challenged my belief system and have not replaced it with anything. I've now just left it open-ended. Uh, and so my quest isn't to, to prove what it is. It's more to know what it isn't. Gotcha. Um, and so we're kind of getting sidetracked onto the, the, the Chicago skyline. That's partially my fault as well, um, because there's, there's 
many, many things that we can talk about. And if I change the subject, I'm just going to get accused of changing the subject. And so uh, we're, we're basically going in circles around about a minute and a half. Far. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to. So, you know, kind of going in circles here around the scene too far because you keep you continue to ask me for things that I've already said and that you know I'm not going to be able to provide tonight. Let's give um, it. I'm going to switch it over to MC Tune just to have it roughly match for time. So, yeah, MC Tune, right. you got about two minutes. All right. Well, a fundamental part of Flat Earth is getting details wrong. So, here is right here where Joshua Nowicki took the picture was uh, not at sea level. It was um, <clears throat> 100, 108 feet from the top of the dune, right? So uh, 180 feet, sorry. So it, it is not from the the water level, right? And, and never, never do flat earthers ever take into account the details, right? They just say, well, it must have been from, from a certain level, but it's not, it's always wrong. So get your details right before you start talking about stuff. It seems like you were convinced by lack of detail and lack of critical thinking on how to actually analyze stuff. Because you talked about eight inches per mile squared. If you've been in this for five years, you've not been paying attention because that's the wrong formula. Okay, we'll give uh, you the they, same. Yeah. Oh, is, are you done? Sorry. Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, based on the alleged circumference of the ball, eight inches per mile squared measures arcs, which for the purposes of long distance viewing for hundred miles or less, it is definitely acceptable to use eight inches per mile squared for distances like we're talking about with Chicago. And how do you take into account using that formula? Where do you plug in the observer height? Um, exactly, it's not in the formula. The formula I gave you has the observer height. I know. And okay, so oh. stop using that. It's a lie. Okay. Robotham introduced that a hundred and some years ago. It's you're, a lie. You're, you're it doesn't Robotham tell you. Robotham introduced that? Yes, Robotham introduced that. I read his book. Okay. Okay. It's a lie that has nothing to do with the amount hidden. It is a it is something that surveyors use in very specific use cases, but never to predict the amount hidden. The formula I gave you is the correct formula to predict the amount hidden. Use the radius of the earth that I already previously identified as a measurement that was done. Okay? Mm -hmm. The radius so is based not, on assumptions though. No, no, radius, no, so I, no, no, you didn't pay attention to what I said. None of oh. my presentation had any assumptions about the shape of the earth. No, okay? they were re they were just re, re kind of- Give you about two minutes to respond, Ryan. Was. Sorry. We'll give you a chance to respond. Ryan will give you about a minute and a half, two minutes, which is about the same that MC Tune had. Right now? Right, yep. Okay, go, sorry. Um, so you're talking about the, the example that you used before with your spherical triangles. And when you said, and you you know you do this measurement at these different locations, six, seven, or eight locations, and when you do those, it comes out, and the measured radius or the factor radius, the calculated radius, uh, matches what we expect to see um, of the Earth. That it, it is exactly or close to what the predict what the model predicts. The problem is is that the radius that the model predicts is itself an assumption uh, based on distances to Venus and distances to this and that. And you know, using using uh, 
Uh, what is the radius? It's uh, distance to Venus and distance to Sun with the angles multiplied to each other, but both distances are assumed. Uh, so the question is, how do you initially come up with the radius for the Earth to even to even compare it to the mathematics that you get from those spherical triangle surveying experiments that you uh, identified earlier? Gotcha. We'll kick it over to MC Tune for two minutes. All right. Well, I'm sharing it again since he didn't pay attention. <clears throat> I assume nothing. Nothing at all. These, these triangles, these spherical triangles were measured. They were more than 180 degrees, every single one of them. That absolutely defeats the possibility that the, the surface of the earth could be flat. No question about it, because they're not 180 degrees. Every one of them is more than 180 degrees. This spreadsheet here, assuming nothing, I put the, the three sides of the triangle in, the three angles of the triangle into the formula to get the radius if you have a, a triangle, right? That's all it is. It outputs the radius. It does not assume the radius. It outputs the radius. The radius was calculated based on the measurements to be 6,375 miles. That is not assuming anything. It has nothing to do with Venus. It has nothing to do with anybody else's measurement, just these spherical triangles that were measured, empirical measurements of the triangle. So if you're going to address this evidence, I would love that and not to deflect to some other evidence. Well, I'm not familiar with spherical triangles. So, um, you know, when you were explaining it at the outset, I will admit I was trying to keep up with what you were explaining, but you did mention something about how Elevation didn't matter, or you were, you, were, you were saying how, like, it doesn't matter how high or whatever, it's just the distances. Uh, could you re-explain that just to help me yep. uh, so, understand so, how you were describing the, 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 how the experiment is set up to begin with? It, well, it, it's just a measurement, right? It's not. Or, sorry, how the measurements uh, are an set experiment. up. So, uh, surveyors use use these uh, theodolites they they do these either from some sort of a tall platform or from a mountaintop or some something so that they can identify where they're at and they can find the other the other points and they use horizontal measurements they don't they don't use vertical measurements so it's called an azimuth right it's just a left right. to right measurement mm -hmm. and so they'll measure from from one survey point a station that they're at they'll measure from um <clears throat> to one point at another survey station mm -hmm. to another point on a survey station. They'll measure that angle. And how and they far measure were they in this, in this measurement, how far were those first two points from each other? Uh, well, the triangles in general are multiple kilometers, some of them more than 100 kilometers in size, right? Uh, so each side of them is more or less than 100 kilometers uh, on the East Coast, they were smaller because they don't have as many peaks. Like on the, the West Coast, they, they do it across the Rocky Mountains and they could they had higher peaks to use. But it doesn't matter. Every one of them, the, the, when you add up the degrees in the triangle, add to more than 180 degrees. And it's just the left-right. It's, it's not, taking, it's not uh, the vertical measurement. So you don't, the, the topography doesn't change it. You just get the left-to-right. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I guess I take some issue with that because even at 100 kilometers, which is what 
around 62, 60 miles or so, um, there is no curvature obstructing the view from each theodolite to itself just while they're taking the measurements. Yeah, they're on they're on peaks or high. Uh, they they build uh, stations if they if they can't have a a, a hill hilltop or a um, mountaintop. They they actually build and you can see they have they have pictures in in this book of so these structures they build. So when we're measuring to test for flatness, we have to do it at ground level and taking an observer's height. But when they're measuring 60 miles across... They're measuring something else. Sorry? They're measuring something other than what you are trying to measure. They're measuring a triangle, a horizontal But they're triangle. still made up of three straight lines, right? Like connecting each yeah. other. Right. So what is obstructing their view? If nothing is obstructing these things from seeing each other, that itself tells you that they can see too far. No, none of them are seeing too far. It, it, please address the actual evidence. They're on mountain mountaintops or hilltops or on a tall structure that they built. There's nothing in the way. I, I don't know what to say, man. I don't say it seems like such okay. a logic. Maybe, really... maybe you should actually <laughs> do some research on your own. Yeah. These things have been done for centuries, right? You, you didn't know about it because your your Papa Flurf didn't tell you about it. Okay, because he didn't know about an, it. That's an unfair ad hominem attack. That's not a debate. That you that you have a Papa Flurf? Whatever that word means, it sounds insulting. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not part of a debate. I don't know what that means, uh, but it sounds insulting. So but but somebody didn't tell you these things when you could have looked into them. Why didn't you look well, into them? Maybe I Why didn't, didn't you look top. into the the hasn't, thousands hasn't, of times that the Earth well, has been measured by surveyors? Are you well? Let's give him a chance to actually answer the question. Uh, maybe I just haven't gotten that far yet to get to debunking every single thing uh, on the globe model. Again, it's the globe that has things to prove. So I don't I don't know if we want to spend this whole debate talking about the long distance. And I feel like I'm the one who brought it up, uh, and so I. Definitely painted myself into a corner here. Um, so I don't know what to tell you. I don't tell you. Uh, I'm not a physics expert. Um, I just have common sense. You know, the things that I was told about the globe, about uh, ships disappearing over the horizon, which is long distance over water. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm changing the subject, just kind of uh, including that in my trajectory, if you will. Um, when I'm told that, that, I shouldn't be able to see after this far and I zoom in with my own camera when I go out to the beach, to Long Beach and zoom in on things that I shouldn't be able to see that just puts doubt in my mind. And that's the problem with the globe in general, I guess, is that there's just too much room for doubt that it does not seem like a slam dunk to me. Um, every time I see one proof that makes me want to go look deeper into a claim or an evidence or a proof, uh, I've got five more that are like, yeah, well, what about this? I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. Uh, so, um, again, I, I will give you, uh, points if you want for being the experienced debater who's, who's bringing out, um, this, these measurements of spherical triangles and stuff. So good on you for that. Um, and I'm, I'm just choking. I, <laughs> I'm choking, uh, nerves are getting the better of me and I don't have any, uh, proficiency in presenting data on a screen or anything. I'm a, I'm a common sense guy, and common sense has, is is uh, telling me 
that um, fancy numbers, fancy math, this is how people uh, obscure truths or get confused and convince themselves of things that uh, are not real. Um, and when, you know, I, again, I'm going to use, I'm going to have to use an anecdote because I can't present anything, present anything. I have a friend in North Carolina and she was standing on the beach the other day and she took a picture of an island that was 12 miles away and she was standing at this height and I could say all that and you'd be like, show me the picture and I'd be like, I can't. And you'd be like, okay, you lose. So I don't really quite know where to go from here because all I have is stories and all I have is my, my observations. Um, and if I, I feel like if I bring anything else up without addressing this spherical triangle thing, then I'm just going to be accused of changing the subject. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you where you want to go from here. Uh, all right. Well, here's the deal. Cause I, I guess that's the only thing that you brought up as, as proof. And so we don't, I, you well, know, yeah, I'm not, I, I limited it to one topic. So that we fair could, enough. I didn't, I didn't overflow you with other things. I mean, I could, I could do plenty others. So here's, let, let me ask you a couple things then. Um, number one, don't use eight inches per mile squared as a way to, to predict the amount hidden. That's not our model. That has nothing to do with Mount Hidden. So I sent you that that formula. And if you want, I can send it to you again because it's it's in this chat that'll go away, right? Use that one, number one. Number two, the effects of refraction have been quantified and it and it changes the arc of the of the light. It doesn't travel straight. It it has a curve to the to the ray of light. Right. So if you do those two things right there, you use the correct formula to predict amount hidden and then use if you can measure the uh, the temperature difference because the temperature is the main thing that affects the, the refraction. Um, but if you don't have that, then you can look to find similar conditions. I have cataloged many different empirical measurements of refraction on my website. I've already downloaded them. I've read them. You can click and download the PDF yourself and look at and what so they here's, do. Here's what I would say that as, as just a regular dumb guy, uh, when you say, when I hear that, what I'm hearing is, okay, so the common model that everyone Googles is wrong. Here's a special model. Here's a special uh, formula that you have to use. And before it'll work, you also have to add these two other factors in, which can change and are kind of variable. So you got to keep track of them. Uh, so it's not 100%, but it's not 100% science and figuring it out because you add in these variables. But the end result is a globe model that is 100%. And that doesn't make any sense to me. That's not good enough to, for me. So, so you want a hundred percent accuracy? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. There's no such thing. We are. <laughs> there's no such thing as a hundred percent accuracy. If we're right? on a, it's, if we're it's on not. A magic, no, no, no. Let, let me talk right now. Sure. This ruler is not a hundred percent accurate, right? It it goes down to the millimeter. When you measure using this ruler, you are plus and minus one half of a millimeter at least in your margin of error. Every measurement sure. has a margin of error. You're never, But if it was never, plus or minus an inch, then you'd have a Hold on. Problem. You're never 100% in any measurement ever. So if you're expecting 100%, you say, oh, it's not 100%. That's because you don't understand how to measure things. You don't understand how to actually do the, the to control the conflating variables, right? I don't care that you're like, oh, it's hard for me to figure out, right? That's science. That's being precise about what you do. 
you do need to take these into account. And if you don't like it, I don't care. It just shows that you're not interested in finding out the truth. You're only interested in confirming your bias. That's so ironic. Um, all I do is challenge my biases. That's why I'm sitting here. Otherwise, I could just be a happy glober and go about my business and not have to worry about it at all. Um, then why do you use the wrong formula? Why do you refuse to use well, refraction? Well, you're saying I, I'm using a wrong formula according to you, who I just met today, and I haven't had any time to look into any of your claims that you've made today. So, But you've been you at know, this for five years, and you're still using the wrong formula. You're not paying attention. Well, again, uh, I'm using what you claim to be the wrong formula. I can, I can show you the derivation so, again, of the formula I gave you. You don't even to, know what a derivation is. When it comes to whether or not it should be 100%, if we're claiming that this is the thing that we live on, we should definitely know 100% or pretty darn close to it, and we don't. Yeah, you can't provide one thing. Hey, you like keep coming back to that, don't you? You're making claims and you have no evidence. I made a claim. I presented the evidence. You presented. You didn't. You, you didn't even show up to the race. Yeah, I told you at the beginning I didn't show up to the race. I showed up at the last second with no preparation, and we were going to have a discussion yeah. about common sense. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't tell you, man. I don't tell you. <laughs> we may I, go in. The only, the only thing that you've shown me is fancy math and a spreadsheet. Um, you know, you, that other people did. Um, and so I, I, you know, if I showed you stuff that pictures that other people did, you would just tell me, well, that's not something you did yourself. You, I don't, no, no, no. That's you know? not, that's not me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't say you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. We stand on the shoulders of giants when we do science, right? When Apple oh, designed no. this, when Apple designed this phone. When Apple yeah. designed this phone, they didn't go and refigure out how to make a, a solid state transistor. They used the information and the knowledge that other people used to figure out how to make a solid state transistor. I can't, and advance I can't claim, that science. I have no idea which parts of the iPhone Apple innovated themselves or which parts that they co-opted from others who had already done it. Uh, so I don't know where you're going with that claim or that example. Um, but, uh, I lost my train of thought again. This is harder than it looks when you watch it on YouTube. <laughs> One thing that is fascinating that I think, oh my gosh, pardon my audio, folks. It's up and down, but I do want to ask, as people usually get a kick out of the question, so I'll toss it to you guys. The question of, is there a good reason to believe that there would be kind of this grand world cover-up such that all the governments were in on it in terms of covering up the, the flat earth and instead putting forth this idea that it's a globe earth. That's something that's really fascinating. People get a kick out of it. And so to hear your guys' thoughts on that question, or maybe you don't even think it's a good question, that's up to you. But what are your guys' thoughts on it? Uh, I don't see, uh, honestly, uh, let's see, how do I want to word this? Um, anyone who doesn't think that people with money and power conspire with each other at their own level to maintain control over their own money and power is just willfully ignorant. That's just how things are. So that's, that's my opinion as far as, I guess, what you're trying to get at. Uh, as that, how that affects the flat or round debate is, is a conversation for another day. But uh, people in power conspire to keep their power. That's 
human nature goes without saying. Gotcha. MC Tune, are you persuaded? You look like you're you're maybe uh, gonna yeah, flip that, on that, this. That doesn't it doesn't do much. I mean, people often say it's to hide land, it's to hide the creator, it's to whatever. But just in general, saying we want to not let some people know some critical fact about things doesn't really convince. It isn't very convincing as to why they would want to do that. Why wouldn't they lie about something else? Well, why lying about something that doesn't matter if it doesn't matter? Um, and you, the number of people. The number of people that have to be in on it is ridiculously oh, huge. Because because all of the people that measured these spherical triangles have to be in on it because spherical triangles are impossible on a flat surface. So every surveyor that did this participated in every survey that outputted spherical triangles, which is every big survey, every primary triangulation of any country or surface of the world, has all of the people that are involved in it have to be hiding something somehow because they would see the spherical triangles or they that would see the, the old, not spherical. I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done talking. All right. They would see, oh, these triangles add to 180 degrees, but we need to somehow fake them adding to more than 180 degrees. And then because all of the other measurements in this survey would be affected by that, we need to include all of that in this complicated math thing. So in how the, did how in were the, they in on it? Well, okay. So in the spherical triangle uh, measurements that they're doing, they don't have to be in on it. They're already looking for numbers that they're expecting to see. Just like pilots aren't trying to hide the fact of it. Explain uh, how somebody measuring a, with a theodolite the angle between two points. Sure. And the angle between two points and mm -hmm. the angle between two points coming up to 180 degrees and then saying, oh, I, I was expecting more. Therefore, I will do something well what i'd like to know is how um geodetic surveyors which i i imagine if they're measuring distances of 100 kilometers or more they're geodetic and not planar service surveyors would that be a correct assumption at the time there was no distinction for the most part how long ago was this then these these go back to the 1700s those examples the particular, that the particular one that i showed you was published in 1901. okay so when it comes to surveying, we can agree there are two types, planar and geodetic surveying, and that geodetic surveying is done at distances of 100 miles or greater. Or, no, it's planar that's done at 100 miles or greater, and geodetic that's done at 100 miles or less. Am I getting that correct? Uh, you, you're backwards on that. Okay, so which one? It's geodetic that's 100 miles or less, and planar that's 100 miles or more? Backwards. Okay, planar, 100 miles or less. So. And they're planar, then the example that you're using is an example of planar surveying since it's 100 kilometers or less, correct? No. In yeah. 1901, the, the, this distinction was Whether they wasn't, called it planar or not, the distances that they were using then is equivalent to what we now refer to as planar surface. No, the, the survey began on the east coast of the United States and ended on the west coast of the United States. That's much more than 100 kilometers. It's you the said, entire width of the United States. I understand that, but you said each individual example, you, you provided six or eight examples of spherical triangles that had measured, one in Texas, one over here, one over there. Each of those, you said that the distances on each side of the triangle were 100 kilometers, give or take, some were less, some more, yeah. depending on terrain. Here's the deal. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I don't want to embarrass you. 
Well, you don't understand the surveying. You don't understand which okay. one is which way. Maybe that's not your topic. No, my point is, is that if the, if the triangle that they're measuring at 100 kilometers on each side of the triangle, give or okay. take a kilometer. It's actually the area of the triangle that they talk about. Mm -hmm. The fact is, and, is that planar surveyors are taught to treat the Earth as a flat surface for the first 100 miles. Yeah, That's and, my and, point. And, and what does it say in the, in the next sentence about planar surveyors? It says they can't do bigger ones because the, the spherical nature of the Earth introduces too much error into their measurements. And so how are they able, if they're treating an area of 100 miles or less, a flat square, able to measure for curvature in a spherical triangle? They, they are not planar surveyors. They are not doing planar surveying techniques to do this particular pri tr primary triangulation across the United States. These aren't planar surveyors. The entire survey is the thing that they talk about, right? So if you do an entire survey and the entire survey covers a certain amount less than an area, then that entire survey can done, be done using strictly planar techniques because the margin of error is acceptable. But if the entire survey is over that, which this one definitely is because it's the entire width of the United States, then you cannot use those techniques. The errors are too large. Okay, you just you just confused me again. You said the survey was done over the width of the United States, but it was at seven or eight different locations. So are they adding hundreds them. and hundreds of locations i was using just the ones you listed. you said here's seven or eight examples i just keep going yeah. back to that screen that you shared earlier if, you know i don't know if you want to keep getting myopic about the details of that <laughs> i'm just referring back to this the, that page that you showed that was six or seven examples one was in texas one was in new york um because i'm going off of memory <laughs> again um so again, you're you're saying that these surveys were done in different areas, but that the result of the survey was the entire width of the United States. So I'm not sure which is it. Are you taking surveys in New York, Texas, Chicago, California, and then adding those all up to get the width of the United States, or are they claiming that they have three points from either end, you know, opposite ends of the contiguous United States? Because you're not being clear on that. They did one giant survey across the United States along the 38th parallel. With just three points? No, hundreds and hundreds of points. And so that's where I'm saying that the standards of using, of approaching surveying at 100 miles or less is treated as a flat surface. Like and I said, that was not a distinction that they were using back then. It doesn't matter if they were using it back then. We acknowledge it now. So they were still subject to those rules when they did the measurements, whether they knew about them or right. not, or whether that was all. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess this is just your deflection to 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 try to not address that they actually measured triangles that were more than 180 degrees. That's how you want to look at it. Yeah, I'm just asking you. To, I'm asking for further clarification of how this actually works. You're not really able to, to make that clear for me. And if this isn't accessible to the oh, layperson, I don't care if it's there. There is no necessity. There's no necessity for a layperson to understand how to measure the shape of the Earth for the shape of the Earth to be properly measured, right? If you don't understand it, that doesn't make it flat. That makes it that you don't understand. 
Well, it may mean that I'm confused in this particular issue. I, I agree. And I'm not going to deny that. Spherical trigonometry is not my thing. I'm a regular guy. Yep. Planar surveying is not my thing. I'm a regular guy. Cosines, trigonometry, and physics are not my thing. I'm a regular guy. Regular guys understand physics. It, it, it's That's no I defense. Know. That's no defense, yeah. right? If you're going to be claiming certain things, you need to be able to actually explore them, right? And if you get to the point where you're like, well, I can't understand these things, so therefore I will ignore them, doesn't work. I didn't say I ignored it. You presented me things tonight that I hadn't heard or seen presented before, which I find is really interesting that you knew that it was a guy coming on that had no experience and you brought stuff that was just, you know, uh, on a on a level that you knew I was not prepared for. So that seems kind of unfair to, uh, to begin with, but it's whatever. I tell you what, I'll go back to. Yeah, it's fine. I'll go, I'll go back to basics. How about that? Sure. Next of all. Just a second here. We don't have too much more time before we do. We go into the Q and yeah, A. As you know, I, know, I hear that you and I haven't really heard you prove a globe yet. I've heard you prove what you I, claim is radius, but I don't actually see how that, actually did. Um, I don't see how that proves a globe. That I I know that you don't understand. That's fine. So all right, I will yeah, present, that's very, I'll present. That's very belittling the way that you say that. It's very dismissive. All right, so here we go. Dwayne Kellum, a flat earther, a flat earther. Dwayne Kellum sent a balloon, uh, balloon up. It was his 24th balloon that he sent up. Now he documented the particular camera and lens that he used. He used the Sony FE 50 millimeter 1.8 lens. That lens has been quantified to know how much refraction, not refraction, how much barrel distortion is in it. Right here you can see from, from the website that quantified the amount of barrel distortion, how much barrel distortion. It is not observable. There's not a, there, there's the, the barrel distortion of that lens is so minuscule that you can't see it at all. So this guy managed to get the first picture of curvature ever, huh? No, no, it's one of many. So oh. I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll just continue my presentation here. All right. Here it is from 117,431 feet using that lens that does not introduce barrel distortion. Here's the photograph. Right now, I added this particular line across it. On the left side, we can see it's right next to the horizon. On the right side, it's right next to the horizon. In the middle, there's a gap between the line and the horizon. It is curved. This is factually curved using a lens that does not introduce distortion. On my how website. Do we, how do we complete that circle? <laughs> If it's, it's curved that way, then it must keep going off the side of each uh, each side of that image. I'm, so I'm, how do you complete the circle on that? That's Even not how that's not how it actually works. Exactly. So what no, does no 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 that that so when when you when you move the lens to the side, the center of the lens versus the sides of the lens on the surface on a curved surface will curve down. It's not like if you keep going, it should keep dipping. That's not how it works. So it seems you misunderstand so where does how that, that curvature, Where does the curvature in that image lead to then? It leads to a curved surface of the earth. What, what else do you want? They're like, show me the curve. I showed you the curve. And well, you're like, I don't understand the curve. 
yeah, I don't understand how, how I'm asking you to finish that curve. Like, where does that go? It must keep going down. You're like, no, without that's not how it works. That's how it has to work. No, it has to work that you, way. Again, you already explained to us that you don't understand geometry. I didn't right? say so, geometry. I said I wasn't a physics guy. I never said geometry. Okay. Well, that's a curved horizon. What do you got to say to that? Um, that pixelated thing that you just showed, you can't explain to me where the rest of that curve goes. If it's curving down on the edges, <laughs> they keep curving. Yeah, it's out of frame. Right, what so you, you move the camera over, and the curve that was on the edge should now be in the middle, and the curve should keep going down. Oh, my gosh. How does that not even track with you? Because you don't understand how it would. Oh, fine. Wow. Even even Globers will say wow. that. At, at, no, at altitude, that's not how it works. That's not okay. how it works. 117,000 feet. 117,000 117, feet. Neil deGrasse Tyson says. Are you going to straw man me? Is Neil deGrasse Tyson here? Oh, let's hear a chance to respond. Neil deGrasse Tyson says. Oh, he's not here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just to hear a response. If he's here, you could address him. Okay. But so he's he not. Said, he said, bring up specific examples. I do, and you interrupt me in the middle of my sentence, and you think that's going to No, you, you, you strong. Okay, hate to do this. I, was, I, I am pausing this. The most famous so, astrophysicist in the world, strawman. <laughs> I'm muting both of you just to restore order. So, appreciate both of you guys. By the way, folks, they're both linked in the description, or at least MC Tune is, and Ryan doesn't have a channel at the moment. However, we will jump into those two-minute intervals for this last little bit before we go into the Q&A. So, gentlemen... The floor is all yours. Uh, what we could do is MC Tune. Let's see. Did you feel like I'm just gonna flip a coin? MC Tune your heads, and it came up heads. So MC Tune, go ahead. You can go for two minutes, and then we will go over to Ryan for two minutes. And Ryan, I know that you said you had a short amount of time that you can be here. So what we can I do, do I is about twenty minutes left or so. Okay, so what we can do is we'll give you each two minutes to wrap up, draw together the threads from this debate, and then we will jump into the Q&A. All right, it sounds like you want to see a 360-degree camera uh, with zero lens distortion. It doesn't exist. Uh, you also talked about you, you're going to quote Neil deGrasse Tyson, who says the Earth is a globe. Fine, quote him. You get all of it, though. He says the Earth is a globe. Would you see with your naked eye... I don't know, but I can see it with a camera when I draw a line across it. Neil isn't here, but I would love to have a conversation with him and, and go over what he meant when he said that. And I would call him out because I don't think that he specifically described the situation well enough. But I don't care. He's not here. I showed you a picture of Curve. Gotcha. Thank you very much, MC Toon. We'll go ahead with Ryan for that last two minutes or so, and then we'll go into the Q&A. By the way, folks, I want to let you know, we, because we only have Ryan for a limited time, and he's been a really good sport, folks, want to let you know that Ryan, there was a miscommunication such that we were glad that he is here at all because he bent over backwards to make this work with his schedule. So we only have him for a short bit. And by the way, MC Toon also bent over backwards to make it work with his schedule. So we appreciate that on both debaters. But want to let you know, we probably can't fit in any more new questions that come in because we only have about 20 minutes for the Q&A. So... Go ahead, Ryan, and then we'll jump into the Q&A. Uh, 
Sure. I guess I, I really don't have much in closing statements because it would probably involve bringing up new information uh, rather than addressing what we've been dealing with tonight, uh, which I'm, um, you know, uh, not doing well on. Oh, my goodness. My first YouTube debate, I didn't do well on. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Uh, so um, I would say that uh, I'll give the match to MC because I was not uh, prepared ahead of time or during um, and would look forward to another debate where I could actually have uh, some facts, figures, and if I learn how to do a screen share between now and then, uh, I would definitely uh, come back with uh, some other things and have a more uh, cohesive and comprehensive opening statement so that I had some points to fall back on. You got that would be my closing statement. Uh, and as far as that picture of curvature goes, I just, again, uh, it was such a poor explanation of why and how that curvature would 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 show up on the edges of the the image. But if you were to That's move that image, it would it's just a ridiculous explanation. time. Yeah. We are going to jump into this q and I want to let you know, folks, as I mentioned, we're going to try to read through these as fast as possible. We appreciate them. And also want to let you know, folks, next week, namely Monday, T-Jump and Demon Mama are going to debate deplatform or debate controversial issues. That's what they'll be debating over. And so you don't want to miss it, folks. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you don't miss it, as well as many other juicy debates coming up. So this first one coming in, do appreciate it. Nephilim Free is here and says, if the, earth were if the earth were flat, gravity would cause things to become lighter as they move from the center out toward its edge. Obviously, this is not so. Are we responding to these or are you just reading Oh, yeah. Them that's, so, that's yeah. Some of them are in the form of comments. And so I we do give you a chance to respond, though. Oh, okay. So he's assuming it. Well, that, that commenter is assuming that gravity, the theory, would still be an effect on a flat Earth model, which, again, I said there is no uh, model for, for either the globe or the flat Earth that's, uh, that explains all of their measurements or anything, but to, ins in, to insert gravity into anything that would even be claimed as a flat Earth model is to not understand the differences between the model and that that's apples and oranges. Uh, that would be like bringing gravity into uh, a flat earth model would be like a f an American football player going to play uh, European football and thinking the same rules still applied. And it was just the color of the ball was different and they're completely different sports. So gotcha. Uh, and if you believed in gravity, uh, then yeah, if you took gravity from a globe model and brought it over to a flat earth, yeah, you'd run into problems because uh, you're mixing things that don't mix and uh, gravity is a theory. It's never been proven. Gotcha. This one coming in from Syed Ahmad, thank you very much, says that was a Rubik's Cube worth opening statement. I think that was for you, MC Toon. There it is. He is the Rubik's Cube man. And Con Connell X Silverfur says eight inches per mile squared doesn't give you a globe. It gives you a parabola. This is why people who understand, let's see, this is why the math shows that flat earth is wrong i'll give you a chance to respond to that ryan uh yeah i've heard that argument before and i i say again um it measures a parabola yeah because the eight inches per mile squared is designed to measure distance for 100 miles or less and if you connected parabolas at 100 miles at a time it would eventually make a circle a segment of a circle is a parabola so that's that doesn't that's a, a they haven't thought through that argument yet 
Gotcha, this juicy one coming in from Connell X Silverfer again says, quote, I am a skeptic equals I believe in flat earth, but they say they're accusing you of this, Ryan. They say, if you say you're a globe skeptic, it means that you're saying I believe in flat earth, but I don't want to try to prove my beliefs via evidence. And they say this is a Nathan Oakley impression. What are your thoughts on this, Ryan? I don't know who Nathan Oakley is. Is he charming? No, he says I'm a globe skeptic, so that means I... How does Read that again, please. He says that means that... He says that means that you believe in flat earth, but don't want to try to prove it via evidence for yeah, a flat earth. To me, that's just an incredibly close-minded comment. Uh, just because I'm questioning one thing doesn't mean I have to fully understand the other. Uh, to have doubt in one is not to completely uh, claim to understand the other. It's, it's the, the problem is with the globe. They're the ones, their model, their globe model led me to question their model. It wasn't the other way. I didn't wake up and want to start looking into this. You know what I mean? So when yeah. people say, oh, well, if you don't, you know, if, if you, uh, how, how did he word it, that he, he wants to be a globe skeptic because he doesn't want to, because he just wants to believe in flat earth. Again, I didn't claim to believe in anything. Gotcha. Uh, I just claim to question things. And so just because I'm questioning one thing does not mean I have to religiously uh, align myself with the other. Questioning is questioning. So you'd say that similar to an atheist lacking belief, you're an A-glober. Is that, so you're not actually a flat earther? <laughs> yeah, I do not call myself a flat earther. Uh, I think that that term is almost uh, denigrating. It, it, it already preloads the conversation, you know, before you even get to having a conversation. Uh, I have issues with the globe that, that have not been answered for me, uh, nor do I see them being answered. And so I'm not going to say, I used to say with confidence, that I lived on a magic, spinning, flying, tilted, wobbling, lava water space pair that hurtles through a vacuum void adjacent to a low-pressure system with a high-pressure environment as it flies around a zero-gravity hydrogen ball that is able to combust in a vacuum. I used to believe that and just go about my day. I no longer believe that. I don't believe in anything anymore. Now I question things. When I started questioning the globe, uh, it's, it was about questioning, not about believing. And I all of a sudden had questions I had never asked before that were not able to be answered. And so that's on the globe. Like if, if, if the globe is a jealous mistress, well, you, you let me stray away and go look at other things. And when I come back to you, you don't have good answers for me. So I'm not sure where this relationship is going. Globe. Gotcha. This one coming in from <laughs> Kango. 2-4 says, this is entertainment, but nothing about the globe is in contention, Ryan. You only have flat earth memes, they say. I didn't present any memes. <laughs> Next up, Decepticons. Well, I'll give you a chance to respond further if you wanted. I didn't mean to rush you. Sorry, go say again. I didn't hear that. I think, okay, that's all, that's all you had. Gotcha. And then in terms of responding, I didn't want to rush you. Decepticons Forever said, what shape are the other celestial bodies, Ryan? Uh, again, it has nothing, the, the lights and the ceiling have nothing to do with the shape of the floor. Gotcha. It's, but to yeah, be, to be know, fair. I don't know what they are, and I don't believe anyone who's told me what they think they are. So you're, would you be completely agnostic on those? I, I don't mean to press you, but just to, because I, I know they desperately well, want to know. As far as the planets... The, 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 the things that we see in the sky, Mars. they're spherical, so we must be spherical. It doesn't make any sense to me now. So you would grant that they're spherical? 
uh, nope, I won't grant that they're spherical. I'm, I'm, I will grant that they're taught that they're spherical. You're like the <laughs> ultra. There's spheres up there. You're yeah. the ultra a globist. Yeah. Um, Magellan says MC Tune says you need to take into account atmospheric lensing, tachyon particles, gamma rays, electromagnetic, electromagnetic wake, left city, and down cities. I have a feeling that's okay. <laughs> they're being silly. <laughs> yep. Well, electromagnetic wake is what uh, Nathan Thompson lied about when he was on with Maddie. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he has no clue. I had him on two weeks ago and asked him to explain it, and he talked about air, not electromagnetism. You could just phrase that, that that's something Nathan Thompson presented by you saying that he lied about it as an attack when he's not here to defend himself? Oh, no, he lied about it. Yeah, it's it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a factual lie. Well. Uh, again, that's just uh, that's. That just paints you as an unfair actor. No, it's just a, it's a bad actor. It's just a, a the video's on my channel. You can juicy. You can watch it. Yeah. We we are yeah, going to jump into the next on the one. Channel, but you're saying something gonna, about someone else that's not here do, to defend them, and that's just not cool. I'm just calling you out on it. That's we fine. do want to jump to this next one. Tim Pryor says, "And why can't you see the Chicago skyline every day?" I think this is for you, Ryan. It clearly is for me. Um, it's the same reason why you can't see. You know, when I live in, I live, you know, where I live, I can't see downtown every day. Uh, because the atmosphere and the weather changes every day. Next question. Next one coming in from NOXD says, if the Earth is a globe, why do flushed toilets spin in the same direction on both hemispheres of the Earth? Checkmate, Ryan. Uh, yeah, Coriolis effect affecting toilet bowl flushes is a, a tourist trap at best. <laughs> that you go yeah, watch the nobody, videos nobody claims that the equator. It's all about yeah. the shape of the basin or the direction of the water. That's just a, a There's trip. jets. There's jets in toilets. They yeah. they go yeah. yeah they go one direction on purpose. Yeah. I don't think anyone on either side of the debate would have the toilet spinning water debate. That's that sounds like a juicy one. And Tim Pryor says physical objects like the Earth can be physically measured. That's how we come up with the radius. Yeah, so he's thinking that we measure the radius of the Earth by measuring physical objects on Earth. Gotcha. And this one. Yeah. Huh? Oh, I was just going to say gotcha, and then this next question. But if you have more to say, go ahead. No, read it again. I'm sorry. They said, physical objects like the Earth can be physically measured. That's how we come up with the radius for it. Yeah, I'm not even sure what he's saying. He didn't include any in that. It's a weird comment. I think they're saying like the way we know the the length of the radius of the Earth is because physical objects like the Earth can be measured physically. You can measure anything. There's no measurable curvature, so I presented matter. that. Yeah. I presented the measurements of it. Yeah. Next up, Decepticons Forever says meerkats understand perspective. Okay, looking for. Want to remind you, friendly reminder, folks. We were looking for attacks on the arguments, not the person. This is a general flat Earth attack. But not, so not you, Ryan. But Dave Gar, they said, tune. Why does elevation not matter in the trig? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, it be because when they measure the actual triangles, they, they're just measuring azimuth angles, right? So, so you can turn the the theodolite up, right, or down, but you still get just they're still just reading the left to right azimuth angles. It's more complicated than I could t to really get into it than I could do here to do justice to it, uh, to talk about the actual curved lines of a spherical triangle versus the project projected point above the 
the the point on the surface of it, it it is trig it is a bit complex but in the end it doesn't matter you're just measuring the left to right horizontal angles and the gotcha. topography is 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 um isolated out when you do that you got it and this one from mike billar says polaris for ryan polaris decreases one degree in altitude with every 111 kilometers that you go south this is necessary and sufficient for a globe prove it wrong and you win oh goody i win uh polaris would move down on the horizon on a flat earth as well or on a flat plane as well as you moved away from northern center um and as far as it moving down uh, at the measurements that he said as you as you move away from the north pole uh, again it's one of those things that works on both models uh the problem with polaris is that with all of the uh, expected movements, uh, we, we have at least three different movements of the Earth rotating, spinning, and orbiting, uh, and yet the, the stars never experience any measurable parallax, and Polaris is always in a fixed point that can be viewed uh, night after night, year after year, century after century, observer after observer. Uh, one good example is the Georgia Guidestones, where you can see the Polaris uh, night star the entire year through the hole drilled in, in stone. Uh, it's completely impossible to happen on a tilted, wobbling, lava water space pair hurtling at half a million miles an hour uh, through the universe, an ever-expanding universe as things move away from each other. Hey, hey, yeah. You're the one with the short on time. Can I can I answer that, address that? Really short and pithy. Okay. Uh, MC2.net slash Polaris has 150 years of measurements of the movement of Polaris, number one. Number two, yes, you would see Polaris decrease in angular elevation on a flat surface, but it would decrease in a tangent function. It would be an asymptote. It would never, uh, it would not do a linear decrease in size and in angular elevation as we measure. If you want to respond, I, given that the original question was targeting you, Ryan, I can give you the last word if you want to respond, and then I've got to go to the next one. Yeah, it still works on both models. Next up, this one coming in from Holy Smalls says, can either one of the debaters define or describe electromagnetic wake? It, it, it doesn't exist. It is a made up term gotcha. that uh, I, be I believe came from Globusters, but uh, Nathan repeated it. Next up, Tim Pryor says, so common sense tells you that you're smarter than billions of people, including all of science or scientists and only you and a small percent have figured this out ryan it's, it's just an easy out you know oh smarter people than me must have figured this out so who am i to question them it's it's a fallacy to begin with gotcha and bubblegum gun says virgin let's see next up this is oh this goes back to our last debate they said virgin fancy math versus chad common sense what they're uh, referring to from the last debate, if you saw the last one, it was a juicy one. But Syed Ahmad says, MC Toon says, stop me. Or, yeah, they said, Syed said, MC Toon, stop me if you've heard this before. Two people walk into a bar and mention eight inches per mile squared. I've heard that before. Some sort of dirty joke of yours, MC Toon? No, it, it's... It's the, the, the eight inches per mile squared is, is what all flat earthers use. It's the wrong formula. If anybody's been around for a while, they, would, they should have done the actual, like, done your own research to find out that that's not the right formula. But they don't. 
Gotcha. And this one coming in from Abdullah Ibn Iblis says, Ryan, what if those pictures made up... What if those PIC made up... Um, Next up, thank you very much for your question, Andrew Roos. Thanks for your kind words. A message for you, James. Your inspiration, keep doing what you're doing. That's like the nicest thing I've probably ever heard in my life. Thank you so much for your kind words, seriously. And so, folks, we want to to let you know, we hope you're welcome. We've got more questions, but hope you feel welcome, whether you be flat earther, globe earther, Christian, atheist, Republican, Democrat, you name it. We hope you feel welcome here at Modern Day Debate. We're a neutral channel hosting debates on juicy topics. So next up, Conalex Silverfer says, quote unquote, people in power conspire to keep their power. They're trying to pray, trying to paraphrase you, Ryan. They say yeah. some serious tin. This is a, they say this is silly, Ryan. How does living on a globe establish power for the elite? Namely, I think he's saying how would they consolidate power by pushing the idea of a globe? Uh, one way that I think of it is, you know, the, the the just the nature of being human is for us to for people to ask why are we here. Uh, what is our purpose? You know, what are we here to do? I want to work. I want to be productive. This is a common, uh, you know, I don't think regardless of disposition, anyone would argue with that, that most people want to know why we're here and what we're here to do. Um, if we don't even know where we are, you'll never know why you're there because you don't know where there is. So, you know, if I, again, another way to put it is if I was trying to sell um, a bicycle, if someone was trying to buy a bicycle and I owned a bakery, and, uh, you know, for want of a vowel, they came into a bakery looking for a bike. And I would tell them, no, you're looking for a bikery. That's where you buy bikes. Uh, go to a bike store, not a bake store. Um, so if you're trying to buy a bike in a bakery, uh, you're never going to find what you're looking for because you're in the wrong place. Uh, so uh, you don't buy a bike in a bake store. You buy a bike in a bike store. Uh, we all think we're in a bakery and we're in a bike store. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, if that's a good analogy. Juicy and this next one. I guess MC is shaking his head. So I guess my point is, is that if you don't know where you are, you can't find what you're looking for. If you don't even know where you are, it's definitely, you know, does that make sense? And so that's why that's one reason why I think that it's worth hiding uh, information like that, or not necessarily hiding it, but obscuring the fact and creating so much uh, debate discussion and, and uh, uh, detriment around it that, uh, you know, people become so confused through debate uh, whether it's this or the myriad of other issues that humanity is faced with on a daily basis, all of it is to distract and divide us. Uh, and that's really the, that's my takeaway from it. Sure. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Kango24 says, Ryan, to quote you, all you have is stories. And they're saying that they're quoting you and they say, exactly. You're just parroting other stories. Why don't you read more books or papers on this topic? Right. Again, he's just not paying attention. He's cherry picking what I said when I said all I have is stories. He's, he's ignoring the part where I said, I'm unprepared. I'm unfamiliar with this. And all I have today are stories. And I don't have pictures to back up. I could just tell you a story about my friend who took this picture or tell you a story about a thing that I did with my camera. But without that stuff to show, it's just a story. So it wasn't for me to characterize myself as saying that I'm someone who just believes in stories only to characterize today's particular example of all I have today are stories. So he's just either intentionally or, or unintentionally uh, misunderstanding me. 
Gotcha. And this one coming in from Cannabis says, if you start by using spherical trigonometry, aren't you assuming it is a sphere? Also, thanks, James. I have to say, thanks to the speakers, they're the lifeblood of the channel. So we can't thank them enough. But go ahead, MC Toon, if you'd like to give a response. Uh, no, it, it is it is not assuming because the first thing I did was identify that the triangles had a spherical excess. So that right there, I already established the spherical nature of it, but it left the question of whether the sphere is a consistent sphere or if it is a widely varying sphere. So then you then you plug it into the spherical trigonometry to find out whether or not all of the triangles are consistent or if they vary wildly and they are very consistent. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Mike Villar says, MC Toon, if the earth is a dodecahedron or whatever. Thank you so much. They said, if it is that, then how do you explain a Borg cube? Boom, Mike Uppity. I've got... I don't know. I've got the cube earth shirt here going. So I'm, I'm all, on, I'm all in with the board cube earth. Let's go. That's hot. Thank you very much. And that's right. A bubble gum gun says <laughs> if hot. earth isn't flat, why is my grill flat? Hashtag roasted. I don't know what that means, but Tim Pryor thinks it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Pryor says to dumb it down. That would be like saying you believe one plus one equals two because somebody told you and you're just, let's see, not able to figure it out if that's true or not. I don't know who that refers to, but I think it's for you, Ryan, but I'm trying to remember the context that it's referring to. Sounds like he's referring to when I was talking about how I was not uh, up to speed on the material that MC was presenting and he's equating that with not knowing that one plus one equals two. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. Gotcha. Sparky, we got just a, several more questions. Sparky NJ says, mm, MC Toon, did you take dimensity into account for your evidence? Dimensity is a word I made up this week on accident. Um, and no, I did not take dimensity into account. It's not something I typically do, but I will definitely try to take it into account. I like I, it. I, I accidentally merged density and uh, demented. So that's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Dimensity, twin word for juicy. And this one coming in from Mike Billars <laughs> says, Who's the absolute Okay, I'm sorry, I have to read this. Who's the absolute hottie in the lower left corner? Oh, you paid somebody to say that. Uh, I will pay you back, oh, Mike. Thank gosh. you, buddy. I appreciate that. Keep them coming and I'll just keep paying you. But Tim Pryor says, if you have not heard or seen these things before then Maybe you should stop using YouTube videos to get your information, Ryan. They say if you don't understand basic physics, then you should not be arguing the shape of the Earth. Yeah, he's just—I know he's that's that's just you know a regular YouTuber assuming that the only thing I do is watch YouTube videos. That's fine. <laughs> gotcha. And, and you know, I love I love the YouTube. Uh, YouTube isn't research thing, you know. Even though every useful thing most. I've done in the past five years that I didn't know about. I went to use to YouTube to research how to how to do what I wanted to do. So, it's you know, YouTube is a useful tool for everyone when they want to use it, and it's a useful scapegoat when they want to shoot down. It's a, great. A, it's great for for fixing your car. 
I've done so much on my car through YouTube. So that's it's, awesome. a, it's a tool and it's a resource that can be used by anybody with a discerning mind. And so if you want to learn how to fix your car or you want to, you know, the, the, the point anybody who watches anything on YouTube without, you know, double check any quality YouTube video is going to have sources linked in the description for you to double check their information, whether it's in a globe earth debate, a flat earth debate or changing an alternator. Uh, they're going to give you links in the description to back up and verify their claims. And that's, you know, that's on the viewer to do that work. Very juicy indeed. And then this next one, area. YouTube isn't research. That's just a lazy answer. This one coming in from area 85 restoration says my standard question. I work at a rocket launch and a test site as an engineer. How is it possible that I'm quote unquote being lied to or that I am part of the conspiracy? So I think maybe this is alluding to the idea that both as an engineer. Everyone would have to be on on a thing. Yeah. So he's an engineer that works for a company that pays him to engineer things and then they launch it into the ocean and he never sees where it lands. He gets paid and he feeds his family and he works hard. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, He gets paid to make widgets and fire them into the ocean. That's fine. If it feeds his family, that's great. Gotcha. This I'll do what we do. Next he one comes in any conspiracy to be do an I, engineer. Do I get a job can I, if you'd like can I address a, that? If you'd like a pithy response, we can give you one MC Tune. Yeah, they don't just make it and then don't pay attention anymore. They interface with the devices that they created and put on the, the rocket for days and years after it's been launched. So mm-hmm. somebody either has to be, they either have to be in on it or somebody has to be intentionally faking the data that they're interacting with. Gotcha. Those are two possibilities. Next There's one. Many. This one coming in from, do appreciate it, Larry Cloys. The last question says, James, watching old debates, I learned I am majoring what you did. Oh, he, oh here. He's the same major I, as you. That is really cool. Thank you for letting me know that, Larry, and I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to email me at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. And that goes for anybody, mm-hmm. folks. We really do appreciate you hanging out here. If you have a hard day, you want somebody to you know, like talk to, something like that, if there's a way to, we can make your day better, please let me know. We really do appreciate you hanging out here. And we want to say it's hard for us to thank the guests enough, namely MC Toon and Ryan have been great sports with their schedule tonight. I honestly can't thank them enough. Like, really, thank you, MC Toon and Ryan, just for hanging in there in terms of the schedule dysfunction that we had and being willing to still make it tonight and just how much of a challenge that was. And we do appreciate you so much. In fact, somebody, I think, fired in a super chat that said that. No joke. I think they said, thank Ryan and MC Toon for doing that. And so do want to say thank you, MC Toon and Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having us. Go ahead, go ahead. I appreciate you having me, and here's my guy coming to remind me that it's dinner time. <laughs> You've got it. So I'll be back with a post-credits. Like, hey, hey, you're going to feed me? It's about that time. <laughs> That's MC Tune will gladly feed you. And so we, is that what you said? I just teased no, you. No, I meant the dog coming to remind me that it's dinner time. He hopped oh. over my lap like, hey, you're going to feed me? It's about that time. Like, Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Are you done with your friends yet? I need food. <laughs> I got you. Okay. But yeah, I will be back, folks, with a post credit scene in just a moment. So stick around. But thank you, MC Toon and Ryan. It's been a true pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Great. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you next time. 100%. Thank you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.